cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Hello, hello, hello. It's Life with Lebang here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you for being with me. And as always, it's that part of the show where I am joined by a lovely guest in the studio. You know, I never like to do this by myself. I'm such a people's person. I feel like I just always need to be around people. That's how I operate. I feed off other people's energy. So to sit here by myself, kill one for a full hour would be so sad. So I'm happy to always have company in the studio uh, in this part of the show. Uh, this is what we do where we sit down and really engage with uh, important people that, that mean a lot to us and mean a lot to the show as well. So if you an avid listener of the show you'll remember that last week we actually spoke about something that is um it's quite a deep uh conversation it's quite uh it's an extremely sad sad conversation but beyond that it's for me i would say it's one of the biggest pandemics that we're actually facing in south africa i shared a story with you last week about a six-year-old um girl who unfortunately got raped by four men and those men have been let out on bail and uh, it almost seems as though nothing is being done to help her and her family is unable to even provide her with what she needs in terms of like the right kinds of food so that she can keep getting assessed and 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 it's all just very very difficult um and so we thought you know what let's do like a follow up because the whole idea was to give some solutions to the matter and we tried our best but i don't know if we really hit the nail on the head so we invited um kente badirwang into the studio this week because she's the one who actually sent us the email telling us about the story um telling us that you know she was actually getting physically sick trying to help this young girl in her matter so we've asked her to come into the studio just to chat to us a bit more about how things have been um and exactly if this young girl is getting the the kind of help that she she needs um and more just about uh, Kenza herself she's from Mafikeng um she's the founder of the Pelehi movement and that's an MPO which aims to stand for the voiceless who became victims of a GBV and represents women's rights um and just generally like if you've lost hope in life and you know you don't know what to do Pelehi movement has got your back basically like if ever you're feeling alone i feel like that's the place to go to am i right definitely definitely uh, thank you so much for inviting me to your show Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to, to really connect, um, on a deeper level, on a one-on-one level, um, and just so we can really get to know each other a little bit better. So, I mean, first of all, the fact, I mean, the work that you do is already like so, yo, what's the word even? <laughs> like, I don't even want to say scary, but for, I can't imagine having to engage with that, that kind of situation so head on mm. because I can imagine how strenuous it can be. Yes. Cause yeah. one turned to feel, uh, very helpless, you know, mm. because now, uh, you know, uh, our government is really, really Failing us in yeah. terms of protecting uh, women and children. Yeah. So it's 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 gotten to a point that I feel there is a war lodged against women and children. That's that's what it is. Sure. You know. Um. So the the story that I shared with you last week was about this little girl that was raped around Good Friday, and uh, the. 
the mother, the auntie actually is the one that uh, arrested, that, that assisted the police to arrest the, the perpetrators. Cause they had a little girl from in the morning. And they were, and, and the aunt was looking for the baby, the, the, the six year old the whole day. So she was found couple, couple five. And then, uh, you know, when, when she said when she was knocking on that, uh, um, uh, the, the, the little girl was there and, you know, she had, she told us that she had plastic, uh, wrapped around her mouth. That's oh why God. she could not scream mm. and say, Auntie, I am here. Mm. You understand? So, and then she came, she, she went to look for other people so they could help her look and for the, for the child until they found her around seven or so. And then two days later, the perpetrators were arrested. And then, you know, when I was informed, I, I, I went to see the baby like on Monday or I, I don't, yeah, it was on Tuesday. And I was so shocked to see the baby. You know, she was, she was so in a bad state. She was, she was dirty and, and she was telling, she said, Mom Holikins, I am so hungry. Did you bring me bread? Cause I need to take my medication. Mm. And then they brought me the plastic, you mm. know, the plastic full of, I think it was like 11 bottles, mm. you know, your antibiotics. And what I, what I picked up was they duplicated some of the medication, but they did, because now I think they assumed that everybody is, you know, is, is, will be able to to figure out mm. if now they can keep they can ha- have the baby take uh, three bottles in so they ma- they were making her drink all the 11 meds and some of them were, were 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 duplicated to such a point that she got dehydrated and she was vomiting and she had diarrhea and oh all God. that and they did not even have proper drinking water mm. so the auntie told me they they eat once a day if they they could you understand so i mean who does that who does that? I mean, from from all these awareness campaigns that we always have, and they talk about having one-stop shops where they do everything for for victims of of, of gender-based violence, of particularly rape. But then they uh, the doctor, you know, could not do a proper assessment to release the child into the very same environment it, where this happened. Where this happened, mm. you understand? Mm. So and and and. In that in that yard, there were like f- around four to five kids who were also relating stories that no, uh, she's not the only one. They do it to us, you know. They do it to us. We can even go and 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 point out those houses because they just pick us up on the street while oh we pay. God. So if it's not her, it's but they've been doing that to us for 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 months. Mm. And and she was like saying, and and there was a little boy there as well who were like who was like saying. He cannot uh, relieve himself, you know, without feeling so much pain because now they they do this thing to him as well. Oh my God! So it's 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 actually much bigger. So it's like some syndicate of some sort mm. happening in that village, in my village back mm. home. You understand? So it's almost as though the thing is like a norm. Yes, it's been normalized for mm. young boys and girls to be. You know, raped and mm. just taken from right off the street mm. into somebody's house and just, you know, dehumanized mm. basically mm. over mm. and over again. Um, and it's very, very concerning again that 
as you said in the beginning, you know, the, the government is, they're not doing much for us. We're at the point where we have to do things ourselves. And that's exactly why you are here. So you wrote in last week, you told us about the story and how far have we gone since then? You know, has she found a place of safe as a place of safety? Um, has she gotten help? Has the family, if the family's only eating once a day, I can just imagine what kind of pressure that puts on her medication. I mean, oh, it's it's really just heartbreaking. So, since we spoke, well, since we spoke about the story on life with Lebang last week, what has happened since then? Has she gotten any help? Uh, yeah, uh, I think early this week, um, I was informed that the MEC has decided to prioritize this case. Mm-hmm. So, um, because now the family does not have like your 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 mobile. A number where I can always do follow up and that, so mm. I always have to send someone to the house. Mm. So um, she hasn't yet gotten uh, her first uh, counseling session. Okay. Uh, no, no food. Still no. You know, especially now because now the, the perpetrators were let out on bail. Yeah, they back roaming yes, the streets. Yeah, so mm. they are back in that environment, and you know they are threatening the aunties twenty four seven, and whenever they get a chance, that they threaten the little girl as well because she's a child. Mm. She they try to lock her in the yard, but you know she finds a way to sneak out. She's a child, yeah. yeah and then she comes back home crying to say they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Mm. You understand? So I don't know because if. Minister of Police had come to my Fikeng, you know, mm. because uh, there was a case of, of a young girl who was raped by, by, by police officers. Oh my lord. And they were also let out on bail. So, and then he didn't, he didn't do anything about it and mm. he just left. You understand? So that does not give me a sense that um, our law enforcement agencies or our justice system is, or social, Development itself is there for us because you know our ministers talk and talk and talk and talk. I don't know if you know the the people reporting and to the tweet ministers and tweet and yes, tweet and, and tweet. tweet and tweet and tweet. But what is actually happening on the ground is absolutely nothing. So I can't, I wrote a letter as well because I'm I'm a part of a human rights institution of SA. The steering um, uh, committee. So I I reported the case and we started drafting letters. So last week we sent letters to the minister of police, to minister of social development and of justice as well. But we haven't uh, received any any positive response until now. So we are now busy uh, launching hashtag no uh, bail for rape for rapists. Yes, yes, yes. I, that, I actually wanted to to speak about that a little. Little bit, um, because I, I see that recently uh, our president Cyril Ramaphosa signed, um, I think, it was three GBP legislations that play strong emphasis against like granting bail to perpetrators of rape, sexual violence, and GBP. Do you think like that this law has really taken its cause in any way? No, I don't think so. Because now, if 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 we still if if like two weeks ago we still see uh, a rapist, mm. you know, perpetrators of of sexual crimes mm. being released on bail, mm. you know, so he has signed he has signed lots and lots of 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 of, of uh, bills and and legislations and all that, but it's not working for people on the ground. You mm. can go to any police station. Women are still uh, dehumanized. Women are still shamed. They're mm. still being abused. I mean, like who does that? You are being uh, 
you, you call the cops the next thing you know they they go to a, an a, a, an open place you know in the middle of the night and rape you hmm. and then you know the minister goes there and then he still does not see anything wrong with with hmm. with, with with the perpetrators being released on bail exactly. three thousand to two thousand bail exactly. that's what's that that's nothing yeah that's a slap in their faces hmm. like you know as activists as advocates of, of 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 human rights, I mean, I mean, even the way you know, I've tried to reach out for help. It's like people are like saying, "No, we can't deal with this," because it's it's overwhelming to other people. Mm. And even if you try and reach out to other organizations, they have a lot on their plate. They do. It yeah. seems as though everybody's constantly going through a lot of things. Yes. Um, and so imagine like having to take on a case that maybe is a bit out of your expertise or whatever the the the, the matter is it, it is genuinely overwhelming even me myself I'll be honest with you last week when when you sent the letter I was like sure are we really going to talk about this on the show because it's such a heavy heavy conversation but um, my initial uh, reaction was we have to talk about this mm. because we run away from it so much because I get it, it doesn't affect us directly Directly, it's not like it's mm. my daughter that mm. got raped or it's mm. my sister or my cousin so nah, I can it. but that there's a problem with that level of thinking because mm. you only react when it happens to to you or to somebody close to you close to you but when it's someone you don't know you don't care mm. and that's the problem because now you know if it happens to somebody that you don't know you, you we kind of detach ourselves from the responsibility right? exactly to say uh all i can just say is like you know shame 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 sorry and and we must move away from that yeah you know as as society because that's the only way that if we treat gender-based violence cases as some something if we treat Treat it like a personal matter to you You know, I think we can move You know, towards um, uh, reduce, Reducing the numbers You know, that we see Rising every, each and every day It's, it's femicide it's, They're even raping There's six so months. many Yes, imagine, so now it's like This thing is, is, is becoming so normal It's not funny I'm actually terrified because I've got two daughters imagine. And I've got a third on the way When I think about Raising my daughters in South Africa, my initial thought is, "Oh Lord, how am I going to keep these girls safe?" Yeah, because you know, most of these perpetrators are somebody that you know are people that are very close to. They're us. close to the family. They're not, yeah, yeah. It's, they're not, not, it's rare that it's strangers. Yeah, it's very rare that it's, uh, they are strangers. But mm. you know, it's, it's your uncles, your mm. brothers, mm. you know, your cousins, mm, your uncles. Yeah, oh, so you can us. imagine. Mm. Mm. So I'm, I'm really here to plead to people to say, let us not say it's not my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. There's so much you can do. You can even offer, you know, a loaf of bread, mm. you know, for the family mm. or, or like a cabbage and, mm. and just drop it off. So imagine, I'm like thinking, how is that, that little girl expected to, you know, run the cost of the the, the 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 oral medication she's taking. If she's know, not even on an eating, empty stomach. oh Lord, I understand? Yeah, let's mm. let's talk about this hashtag. Let them rot in jail. I mean, it's a new campaign that you guys are doing. I know the Human Rights Forum, uh, which is a civil society platform, um, raising voices from the ground, did write a letter that you spoke about earlier, expressing the outrage at the continuous granting of bail to sus- suspects of you know these sexual offences. Um, so let's talk about hashtag. Let them rot in jail what is this campaign really trying to achieve and how is that going to be achieved 
you know, because we have a, we have a forum, you know, where we have like many, many organizations yeah. you know, within the human rights uh, structure. So what we're going to do is, uh, we, we are going to have, uh, Campaigns, online campaigns, and we are going to have rallies that we planned, you know, with different organizations across across the country. Yeah. You know? So we are also trying to source funding so that we can have uh, a, a media um, media uh, engagements. You know, invite media and then invite uh, people that we want to uh, have these discussions with you yeah. know, on a very high level. Yeah. You know, so that we can have them. Uh, we can hold them accountable actually you know to say you said maybe you know if if we manage to speak to to get hold of of like one of the ministers you know we, we get to talk to them to say it's time that you should be held accountable for anything that you say on tv you understand you cannot say you you signed a bill that says uh no no bail for perpetrators or victims of sexual crimes I mean, perpetrators of uh, sexual crimes, the next thing we see them on a daily basis. Exactly. You go to court, you see them. Uh. We can't be protesting all the time, you understand? So the little that we can do is just to do that and and try to, you know, mobilize uh, people in our communities to spread, you know, the campaign, our hashtag, let them rot in in jail. And, and even the wording that we use, that's what we want them to do, you understand? Because now we can't call for, 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 um, what do they, what do they call it? Um, death penalty. You yeah. Know, we tried and yeah. just failed. But the least they can do, you know, they must not get bail and they must just rot in jail and sit there. You it's, it's consequence time. You know, it's yeah. really consequence time. What's painful is to see all these ministers and, you know, these people that are in higher places only really act when they get affected directly. Mm. But then when it's somebody like far away, they're quiet. They don't do anything. They don't say anything. So, Definitely to try and get their attention, I think, is step one. You know, at least try and uh, let be that visible, you know, so yeah. that they can uh, notice you guys and say, hey, something's actually happening here. So does the No Bail for Rape and Sexual Offenses um, Suspects campaign invite the public to join? How can I participate? How can somebody that's at home participate? And like you said, it's a forum, so it's a conversation. Where can we participate in these conversations, et cetera, et cetera? I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to invite the public to participate. Because we're going to be launch, we're going to be uh, launching the the campaign on our different uh, um, civil society organizations. You understand? Yeah. And we have so many uh, GBV act, uh, advocates that are also going to be assisting us. You understand? So yeah. I think uh, that's the strategy, a strategy that we have right now. And then I think the more uh, funding we get, you know, to uh, explore other platforms forms of how big we can make this this campaign be i think uh for now it will it will just be us you know sharing you know the campaign with the public and other other uh, organization and of course big organizations that uh we have identified you know that have you know bigger resources to assist us in this regard 
Okay, cool. And if somebody is listening and they probably just want to not maybe get too involved in the forum and the campaigns because possibly they don't have time or whatever the case is, how can they contact you directly if, you know, they do want to, um, you know, assist with the food or clothes or whatever else that could, you know, even specifically help this little girl who you said it's her birthday today. It's her birthday today. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> her birthday today. She's, she's turning seven. Seven, yes. Oh, we need to get a cake to her or something. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going back home to see her next week, Monday. So, yeah, anyone that would like to get hold of me in terms of, you know, providing anything, mine is like morning slippers because it's winter. She's running around with mm. no shoes. Do you understand? Mm. So, she's suffering a double blow of pov- poverty as well. You know, mm. having to come from a poverty background. So, yeah, they can contact me on um on Facebook Kinsebadiruang and on Instagram Kinsebi and then of course um uh, movement um also has a page on Facebook and on Instagram. You understand? So, yeah, yeah. or they can just call me directly on my 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 mobile number which is 0681874594. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anything is welcome. Pairs, yeah. Socks, whatever, blankets. So, mm. so that when I go home, I'd be able to take it to the family. Yeah. Yes. To help her. Kenze, mm. like, I, I have to applaud you again because it's, it just seems like this is so selfless of you. And I know how important this work is to you. And I just wish that there were enough versions of you or people like you who cared that much to, Invest in the lives of these young girls and young boys who ultimately need just that little extra care because you'll find in most of these cases, not that the parents aren't around, the parents are around, but Libana, they're suffering with the, struggling with their own with things. That, yeah, with that, yeah, with their own issues. You know, you because as a mother, when I hear that, you know, um, you know, something happened to a little girl, my first thought is, where's the parents? Mm. You know, where are the parents and why are they letting their kids run off? But then I'm like, oh, these parents are obviously either trying to find work. They're either at work the whole day and the can't afford day. to get somebody to look after the kids or whatever the case is. There's numerous, you know, explanations or reasons as to why this could have happened. But um, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and, f- you know, from everybody here at Cliff Central as well. And just to say that I hope that the work that you do, I hope you know that the work that you do is important. And I know that the right people are going to be listening to this and they're going to want to connect with you and make this you know happen for you all right thank you so much for the for the opportunity to come and share the story with you and for inviting me as well and mm. um, i'm really grateful Ebang. yes thank you so much that was uh Kente. she's no stranger to the show um you know she's an activist a, a lady with just such a big heart who's always willing to to help others and if you ever need a little bit of motivation and if you ever need a little bit of like a, a pick me up I think she's the lady that would Or should inspire you um, To do something more I, And I, I'm a firm believer that Helping others is always a good way to start Because when you help others It's just such a selfless thing It's And if you do it with the right heart You're not doing it to gain anything You're not doing it to feel better about yourself But it's just such a magical feeling To be able to do something for somebody else And um, I hope that 
if you're listening to this right now, after this, you'll say, hey, you know what? Let me actually <laughs> go and help somebody out there. And it doesn't need to be this huge gesture. It doesn't need to be, you know, this massive thing. You can literally just take the little that you have and share with those that need it. Um, and usually that's what helping is. Helping is taking what the little that you've got and just, you know, sharing it with somebody that has nothing. And funny enough, it's usually the people that have the least that end up helping the most. The people that have a lot usually don't help as much as those that have little. So give that some thought. Think about it. Um, I don't want to scare you, but I do want you to just think about everything that we've discussed today because it's so important. And these are the realities of living in South Africa in the year 2022. GBV is a pandemic. It's ongoing. Young girls and boys are constantly getting raped and abused and You'd hate if it was you and you'd hate if it was one of your children. So spare a thought for that child that isn't as privileged as you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Life with LeBanc. Till we meet again.